0: Giggas, what the hell? I've never seen this character ever in my life.
1: Good evening to everyone there. This is Chrono with another episode of Salt Shakers there. Uh, Hello everyone and welcome. Um, Tonight we are going across the ditch and we will have uh, Jabu the Hutt and uh, he will be joining us very very shortly. So don't go away guys, we're just only at the beginning.
0: Hey, what's up, internet? It's Virtual Bacon. This is Cornova.
2: Hi, this is Squishy Bob.
0: Hey, this is NCA. This is Zazzle. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Salt Shaker Podcast. The Salt Shaker Podcast. The Salt Shaker Podcast. The Salt Shaker Podcast. Welcome to the Super Salt Shaker Podcast.
1: Podcast. What's up, everyone? Chrono here. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Uh, like I said before, today we are going across the ditch to uh, our uh, lovely Australian friends there and our players. Uh, so tonight, I'd like to wor- uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Jabu the Hut. Hello there, Gabe. If you're there. Yeah, I'm here Crono. How you doing, man? Good, good, man. How's everything over in Aussie?
0: It is hot as I wish it wasn't the hot. Hot AF, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, man. Yeah.
1: Nah, no, so um I can see that you were also tuning into the uh you know, into Jamie's um sort of little tournament there. Well, how did you find it?
0: uh i i liked it actually it was it's pretty nice like it's run well it's run pretty much uh similar to the ones that we have here in uh in australia run by uh yiggs i think it is Yigs runs them or abby i think abby is like the second in command when it comes to the ps4 tournaments so. uh,
1: okay okay so, yeah they, they run
0: pretty well they run pretty well
1: yeah you know for sure so um can you say which um you know which platform has more players is it going to be um pc or is it really ps4 that's still taking the lead
0: oh i haven't touched ps4 in a good <laughs> a good <laughs> month or two man like as soon as i like got onto pc i bought a laptop so now i have two pcs that i can play tekken on so i mean it's it, it'd be it'd be both but uh, honestly i think pc is better purely because like you know there's no there's no fees that you have to pay other than you know buying the game yeah, PS4. No, no
1: PS Plus or anything like that. Yeah,
0: PS Plus, man. That, that was, I bought it. I bought it as soon as I bought Tekken 7. I was like, yeah, I'll buy PS Plus because PS4 is like Master Race. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it's really not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, cool. Um, so, yeah, like, basically, I like to, yeah, just couldn't thank you enough for, for, um, for you know, coming onto the show there. Um, you know, I know that this is kind of new to you. Um and it is a bit different, uh, you know, sort of talking to guests that are like, um, you know, that they are just basically sitting in this room on that couch, whereas, you know, you're sort of like, you know, at your house and there's kind of like a little bit of a lag. So I couldn't thank you enough for, for
0: volunteering to, to be on. Yeah, no, that's, that's not a problem, man. I'm, I'm happy to do so. It's It's been a good experience. I mean, we did a lot of media work over in, uh, over in Korea when we were over there, so... Um, I'm sort of used to being interviewed, but uh, I've not done, like, a phone interview. You've got uh, a very so good is, interview voice.
1: <laughs> that's for Man, sure. I try, I try. You try. You put on that sexy radio voice, is it?
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> okay. that's, that's the easiest way to do it, because that way at least you don't, you know, get, get uh, tripped up when you're trying to say stuff. You can always just sound good. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you don't have to, you know, uh, I could be here picking my nose or something and uh, people don't have to see which is Yeah big. man <laughs> it works man whatever works Yeah so um yeah tell me um so let's just start off with uh, obviously you know something simple there um the big event that you went to in Korea that's still fresh in your mind uh so tell me Ooh. a little bit about that
0: Yeah yeah so so I've just come back I came back yesterday from the Iesf tournament now that stands for international esports federation Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it was the world championships where they basically get a bunch of players uh fly them over pay for their accommodation and flights and everything uh and then we play in this really weirdly run tournament which is i mean it's a great experience and all but like the tournament format was was okay i guess they also play like other games there as well like we had csgo and we also had uh league of legends over yep, there as yep, well so I'm there was aware. a bunch of people a mm-hmm. bunch of people over there it was packed for the most part at least when people were playing or during the two like the opening ceremony and closing ceremony yeah um but yeah to I, I think i think what they're doing is is they're trying to make a name for esports like try, they try they invited like a bunch of university professors and stuff who like study sports and the olympics and oh, work no for shit. the olympic committee yeah yeah and uh and they just invite them over just to get them to see what it's like to be at an esports event which really isn't an esports event because it's not really advertised that well um it's it's not like the ones that you see like blizzcon or something yeah, like that where you yeah, have like billions of people the
1: league of legend um um worlds tournament was is always you know like packed full of people and um you know, yeah, that, that, uh, we kind of wish that um, you know that Tekken was sort of like that, but the thing is that we're such a small community, uh, even yeah, international yeah, yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, look, the the smaller the community, the more closely knit we are, right? Like, I mean, if you think about it, uh, you're talking to me from New Zealand, and I'm, I've ne- I've never, I'm, I'm the only New Zealand players that I've actually met are either the people that have come to Brisbane or Thomas, who went over to the ISF with me, hmm. so. I mean, I haven't really met that many people, but uh we're we're chatting, we're chilling. Um, and I've made friends with a bunch of like these these like superstar super what we would call superstars, right, in the technical community, but I mean they're not really famous outside of our community. Yeah, either, well
1: right? that's that's the sad thing, you know, like um you, you basically, uh, you know, you think that they're great, you know, like Saint, for example, you know, he, he's a good dude, I mean, he's a really good Tekken player, but, you know, if he steps outside of a tournament and goes into, like, a supermarket or something, you know, nobody really would know who
0: he is, really yeah exactly exactly he's like yeah. he's not in the in the world's eye but he's in the tekken world's eye and that's that's the main thing like he's he's famous for us and that's that's all that matters right it's it's about the passion it's about people and it's about the people that you play with so saint saint's a great guy i had a uh had a good couple of nights with him when we went to karaoke um after ohn 15 yeah so that was a good time man
1: i heard that guy uh knows how to sing he knows how to party oh
0: man <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to party man it's a good time it's a good time with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, how did you do in the, um, you know, in the competition? I mean, uh, <laughs> I know that you you did mention that you were in the death pool. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what what was coined as the death pool when we were drawing out the names of who would go into pool A, pool B? I think mm-hmm. we had four pools, right, up to pool D. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was the first one to draw, being you know alphabetically the first. Um, uh in in australia right yeah um and then austria came up but that was fine but uh my pool went korea and then uh Finla- finland's okay sweden was okay but i also had uh philippines and also uh who was it? thailand so i had book i had dojin and i had uh john ding um playing in the same pool as and me. who was your the first good thing match? About- Oh, John Ding was my first match, so it was really fun actually playing him uh, first. But you know, after after the drawing, you come in the first day at like I think we had to start at nine a.m. right, and I was like, yeah, this will be good. I'll I'll like we'll both not be warmed up or whatever. So we had a few uh, um, muck around games, and mm-hmm. yeah, it ended up uh, I ended up realizing like I was way out of my league at that point. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow so yeah, so basically fun. you didn't even get out, you just drowned in the pool,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah man I, <laughs> I jumped in and uh, I realized I couldn't swim, so I'm <laughs> uh, not a very good swimmer outside of the pool, so I jumped into <laughs> the pool anyway, and it yeah. was still a good time
1: no, nah, it was too deep for you, was it
0: <laughs> yeah man, yeah, yeah. It was it was full of sharks as well, so it was uh, oh, no slaughter fest it was good it was good fun it was it was really good fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I mean, as long as you had fun, really, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I got to play, like, all these, like, superstars, right? Well, again, what we would coin as superstars, so John Ding, Dojin, Book, right? These, these guys, like, you watch them on the Tekken stage, Tekken World Tour, you watch them in international tournaments, you watch them play, like, the best people in the world, and then you come up against them in the pool where it's a round robin. So you're not getting eliminated at all. You're just playing them anyway. Mm -hmm. So it it was, it was super fun experience, man. It was, I mean, one, it would have been really good to be top 16, but then I wouldn't have been able to verse all of those people anyway. So Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Choose one or the other. Do you want to, do you want to make top 16 or do you want to verse the best players in the world?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, that that's just sort of the mentality that, you know, if you've been playing Tekken for a very very long time, just like all of us really. I mean, um you sort of just play to win, you know, you're not really there just to, you know, um be everyone's best friend or something. I mean, you are, you are at the same time, but you know, you're really there to win. You're there it's like it's like I want to I want to compare my skill to this person and I want to see how I do. So what's best on doing that is and that's really you know just do a first to 10 i guess
0: yeah 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 so so what we did like because i mean we were running fast for the entirety of the tournament right they thought they were giving us like half hour blocks to do best of threes now i mean i don't know about you but like a a best of three doesn't take half an hour unless people are like relatively around the same skill level yeah and Yeah, I don't think any of the polls were really close to that. And even if they were, like, the the matches weren't even taking close to half an hour. So we were, we were pretty much, like, speeding past everything. Uh, the judges were having a hard time keeping up with what we were doing. So essentially, we ended up just playing uh, a bunch of casuals uh, while we were waiting and stuff. It was still pretty good.
1: Well, I mean, casuals are always good. I mean, for me, I, I don't think that uh, I'm very good at um, tournaments at all i just prefer playing casuals with people
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. look casuals are great fun but i mean uh what we did like when we were playing casuals it was like semi-serious casuals right like you'd play you play first to tens or first to fives even nin was the korean commentator Mm -hmm. um, and he ended up playing a couple of games to the european guys because they were like nah we can beat nin right we can we can chill with him and like play with the best (laughs) and he beat he literally beat like a team of europeans like 10 nil every time it was nuts i think i think a couple of people got maybe one or two games but he was able to like clear house the entire time
1: wow okay so he still got it
0: yeah man absolutely he's he is he's still at the top of his game i think it's a lot of like the legacy skill and the fundamentals and stuff that he still watches and understands uh from the game being a commentator Right, it's a completely different side of things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're losing out on the skill. Like, you, if you still play a little bit, you can then remember what you're actually watching, and then and then play it in the game, and then use that knowledge to to beat the opponents that come up against you.
1: Yeah, well, um, I guess that you know that's the reason why a lot of the older players there, you know, have that kind of fundamental skill where you know they say, okay, well, I can see that this has like you know that this move has a certain amount of frames, so that means I can punish it with this. So, um, you can't really learn those things um, sort of overnight.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I I always say it, right, like Tekken Tekken rewards legacy skill, like, regardless of if you're good or not, the longer you play, the more you learn. The game is essentially the same as it was in Tekken 3. Um, Like, it literally hasn't changed, other than for the fact you have new mechanics and new moves. But those are the only things that have changed. You still sidestep, you still block, you all of the mecha- like the wave dash mechanics, the movement mechanics, everything is basically the same other than like a few Like cosmetic changes and and a few extra bits and pieces here and there like the bound system in tekken 6 or uh like the the uh the tailspin system in tekken 7 right like Mm -hmm. all of that is the same rage arts uh, rage drives and stuff like that those are little bits and pieces but fundamentally the game is exactly the same as it was well unless
1: you're a quick learner i mean take um you know for example there's a there's a kid here that um you know he was he was okay at Tekken Tag 2 but in Tekken 7 this is where he sort of excelled and just um just based on sort of the amount of hours that he's put in um you know to the game you know he he's basically you know taking um you know top 8 uh and taking prize money and things like that these days so you know it, it's um it all comes down to how much how, how much time you put into the game
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, if, if you think about it, right, legacy, le, 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 legacy skill doesn't necessarily mean, like, the, the amount of time that you play over a long period. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that over 10 years, you'll have the same experience as somebody that has 10 years of play, right? Because hmm. in that 10 years you could play once a week while this other person could play three times a week or this other person could play five times a week or the other person could be homeless or whatever and only have a ps4 and a tv and some cans of baked beans and be able to play um 24 hours uh, seven days a week or maybe six days a week you know because you need that 24 hours of sleep anyway (laughs) um and and like that person that's playing that long if they dedicate themselves to actually getting better at the game they're obviously going to get better overall in comparison to the person that's only playing like one one day a week
1: yeah absolutely so you know that's basically where you know a lot of training comes in a lot of labbing and just learning the game uh it's also important to sort of um you know learn while you actually play the game as well. i know that a lot of people just mm. actually play the game only but you know you need to also you know learn how to do things or how things work or how the system works really to be able to sort of get to you know, a good skill level
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I I agree with that. Like um, there's, a, there's a difference between playing in the game and learning the game. And if you learn the game, obviously you're going to get better at the game. But if you just play mm-hmm. it, like, uh, there was, there's a lot of people that just sort of chill and play with their friends, right? They just, they button mash or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm pretty good because I beat all my friends because I learned the 10-hit combo and my friend doesn't know how to beat the 10-hit combo, right? And then you, you try the 10-hit combo in, like, a tournament because you think that you're good, right? And you're just like, oh yeah, this is this is pretty alright. I can, I can do this 10-hit Yoshi-Mitsu combo. Mm-hmm. And then the person gets parried, like, every single time you're like why isn't this working why why can't i beat this person yeah, exactly. And then you, <laughs> yeah, you learn. You learn at that point. Yeah. But then it's all dependent on the person. Are they going to get better at that point and be like, "Oh, I should probably learn more about the game," or will they go back to their friends and be like, "Yeah, I'll just continue beating them with the ten hit combos and like that's taken one oh one really." Scorpion. Yeah. So <laughs> let, let's bring it back.
1: Let's bring it back a little bit there. So about the tournament in Korea. So you got to meet a lot of people. You made new friends and things like Ooh. that. So. Um, yeah. Who did you think that you got along
0: with the most in that tournament? Oh man, there's a there's a couple of people honestly, but I think uh, the European guys were super cool, obviously because they all spoke English and everyone was really friendly and really open to, to everything. But I think the person that I hung out most with uh, was your boy, uh, Cornover man. Not oh, true, um, Thomas. Yeah, Thomas was just chilling with us the entire time. It, it did help that he was Korean, so he sort of like acted as a translator for, for the most part when team australia was going out and, and buying ourselves barbecue and stuff but um i mean nah like Cornover was was chill the entire time he was super nice and um yeah he was he was definitely definitely one of the people that i hung out with the most i think the second person that i hung out with the most was dojin from the philippines yeah you said his english yeah, was yeah. pretty good wasn't it yeah so dojin Do uh i was i was actually expecting like i mean I, he he looks a lot younger than he is he's 19 but um uh, I thought I thought that his English would be worse than what it was, but it actually ended up being pretty decent. Like he was able to hold conversations, uh, ask questions and, and make a, a few jokes here and there. But it's really weird. when he laughs, he doesn't actually laugh out loud. He just sort of makes the face that he's laughing and then and then sort of is silent. It's really, really strange.
1: Maybe it's just a cultural thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. No, look, I'm Filipino. I'm Filipino as well, so I, I know for a fact the Filipinos are really loud when they laugh. So, <laughs> <Must> <laughs> so I don't think. I, yeah, it might be just. It might just be him. Like his his family might be one of the quiet ones, or maybe he's he's not used to like laughing out loud. So he he just tries to stay silent. But I know my family. When they laugh, they laugh really loud. Uh, and it it kind of it scares me sometimes.
1: Oh, so okay. Now well, it looks like we've got like uh, you know, like you're like what the second Filipino now in this uh in this season of the podcast. So just yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, Just a couple of days ago, we did have Myven um, twenty eight. You know, and he was uh he's Filipino, and yeah, we were just talking about the food and um, you know, what he's gonna be doing when he goes back to the Philippines and things like that. Because yeah. you know, unfortunately, with him, he had to go back. So, um, you know, he he didn't want to go back, but you know, he, it's, it's just the way it
0: is, but it um, happens sometimes, man.
1: Yeah. 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 For sure. So, um, you, uh, obviously you said that you're Filipino, but, uh, were you born in Australia?
2: Hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I was born in Australia. Um, and, uh, I've born, I've been born and raised in Brisbane my entire life. So, um, I don't know much outside of Brisbane, but like whenever I traveled, I think I started traveling, um, interstate at around 18 Mm-hmm. Um, but uh internationally my parents took me everywhere, um, because they wanted me to see the world. So it was it was good. Uh it was really nice uh to have that those experiences. But yeah, born and raised in Brisbane, um, but uh eat like a Filipino, just eat whatever I see in front of me.
1: <laughs> okay. So um basically you don't really have uh, it doesn't seem like you've got that accent at all. And also, um the fact is that, you know, it just seems like you're just like, you know, you're just a typical Aussie person. you typical Aussie guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, like, I mean, I, I, I think my parents, like, tried to not let me become one of those Filipino, like, really hardcore Filipinos. Like, I think the most that they did was make me go to co- church on Sundays. That was about it. But um, everything else, I mean, Filipino food wasn't a huge thing. My mom loved cooking, like, different meals and stuff rather than cooking Filipino foods. But whenever we went to, like, family gatherings and stuff... Always yep. Filipino That's food. That's where it is, Plus, eh? like, an extra dish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always in the family gatherings. It's not, it's not at home. At home, we'd have, like, Italian, we'd have French, because we had, like, a lot of, like, uh, stay-at-home students. Like, we, we had international students come stay with us yeah. every now right, and again. Right. They would show us what to cook. Uh, or they would, they would give us tips on, on what to eat and my mom would try to replicate that or try to do something like that. Now that, that was always good because like you yeah. get a little bit of taste of, of everything and, and mom's cooking got better and better as it went on. Um, I got to taste everything. And then when I decided, like when we went to like family gatherings, you'd have like the homemade Filipino stuff, like, uh, like Pepsi chicken and stuff, which is uh, chicken, so you, get marinated the best, and Pepsi. you get the best,
1: um, <laughs> you know, of both worlds really. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely of many worlds actually so um yeah. tell me this um so you basically being um you know uh, you, you're going to this uh, this massive tournament and things how did it all begin like how did you get chosen like which tournament did you go to to qualify and how did you actually um you know how were you the one of the only people to in, in australia well you were the only one eh, to represent australia. yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. um how did that all unfold
0: yeah, so uh, I think I think a few months back, right? They like uh, Team Solid or John and uh, a bunch of the guys from Brisbane advertised that there was going to be an all-day Tekken tournament at the Jubilee, which is like a like a bar that we were ho- hosting, like. Um, Fortnite the events at right okay. um, and they were like, yeah, it's gonna be on a Saturday and it's gonna be like a free trip to Korea as the end prize I had no idea it was for like this additional tournament, right? They were just like it's it's for a prize to Korea. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good I might as well just join that. Um, I've been winning the tournaments recently and it's been pretty fun. So I, I went along um, and, uh, found out obviously it was for the IESF. And I was like, I have no idea what this company, like this tournament is. I have, I have no idea what's going, what's going on. Um, we didn't get that many details, uh, but, uh, I ended up like playing all day there. Um, and, and just, uh, winning that tournament. So that tournament, um, i versus versed Yiggs, uh, your, your master, right? Your, your My favorite sensei. player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your sensei in the world. Uh, like he, so I ended up fighting him at the end of the tournament uh, and coming back and winning against him. So that was that was a really hard-fought match. And I thought that was a really, really fun experience, right? Because normally the matches weren't that close in the previous, like, fortnightly events. They were always usually pretty quick. But um, that match was really, really hard. And I, and, and I thought, uh, man, I, I really want to win this trip. So I ended up winning that tournament. It was good. I got the leave off work and I was super happy. Um, and then I had to fight in a qualifying match against the other people that were being flown to Sydney... Mm-hmm. Um to to fight in this tour in this in this qualifying tournament, right? So the winner of this this televised tournament would be the person that goes to Korea. Right. So okay. um I ended up fighting a person from Sydney, a person from Melbourne, a person from Western Australia in the tournament, which is really interesting because I didn't know Western Australia played Tekken at all. Um, until, uh, until, you know, that, what, that day. You just day, think and I that like, it's all
1: just Ooh. deserts and kangaroos and things like that? Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I work, uh, I, I look at a map fairly frequently, right? And there's like three cities in Western Australia and the rest of it is like desert. There's like nothing in there. So, uh, I didn't know people played tech. I didn't even know people had PS4s anyway. So <laughs> like the, the fact that we actually got somebody from Western Australia was sick. Um, I played at this tournament, right? We had Cruise Control from Sydney, who uh, apparently took it over uh, all of the people. From YSBs in Sydney. Uh, we had Tin from Melbourne, right. um, because uh, Navid couldn't couldn't come because he he was ineligible, uh, even though he won the tournament. Tin Tin uh, Hayes, as he's knows uh, as he's known online. Um, came came and uh played for Melbourne, and we have uh had b-a-b-m-p uh i think he said that it stands for be all by my power it's like a prince of tennis prince of tennis uh reference or something like that he's like he's like a giant weeb um but uh (laughs) yeah a little bit a little bit man but um, yeah he ended up um he ended up uh also placing it and coming to the Sydney tournament, so we, we played in Sydney. Um, it was a round robin tournament, which was nice because I've never played a round robin tournament. Well, I have played round robin tournaments before, um, but they're not that frequent in Brisbane. So I played that, um, and I ended up winning that, uh, coming coming out victorious over all three opponents um, on top. So that How gave me that the chance I had to work. Man, honestly, it didn't like I I didn't feel like I had won anything. I think I think that was the problem. Like I got in there. I had finished all of my matches and I was like, cool. And then, then even the, the people that were interviewing me, right? Because I got televised. I had everything was done by the uh, Australian Esports League. Uh, I got televised on Fox and they were like, how does it make you feel? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool, eh? Like, it's all right. And they were just like, you, you decided to go to Korea? I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool, eh? Like, I literally had no emotion at that point because I had no, like, it didn't feel real. That i was going to korea when did um, it
1: start sinking in
0: when i arrived at korea like when I, as i was getting on the plane well that's a to bit too to, late to, <laughs> i know right like i actually know it, it would have been like a week beforehand because i was like man when do i go to korea and then like a week beforehand i was like oh i leave in a week and i haven't i haven't prepared at all for this game like, i haven't prepared for this tournament at all um, so I'm gonna get completely wrecked at it, right? So I started playing and I started streaming heaps and and watch, uh, and letting people like teach me about stuff. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna chill at this tournament, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when, when I actually arrived in Korea, like even throughout the tournament, it didn't feel like I was in Korea, right? Because we've had internationals come to Brisbane before, uh, well, come to Australia before to play um, to play a Tekken yeah. tournament. So it felt like felt like a regular tournament to me. Um, but when I got to Korea, it was just like everyone spoke English because it was an international esports federation tournament, right? So they've invited all of these other countries and all these other continents to come over to Korea or to come over to their the, the place that's hosting the venue. Yeah. Um, so when we arrived, we had a chauffeur that spoke English. When we got to the hotel, the person was like, here are your cards. This is where you go. This is, this is your room. Uh, make sure you come down at this time they all spoke in English and I was like Mm -hmm. this is really nice got to my room I was staying with an Australian one of the CSGO guys uh, from the Chiefs Um, and I just uh, we we had good chats in Australia and when we went out to dinner um, we spoke uh, spoke English because we were at a buffet for chicken and beer Um, everything was in English so nothing really felt like Korea unless we were in like a Korean restaurant and that was when we realized like nobody like Outside of what we're doing, nobody speaks English.
1: Right, okay.
0: And it got really confusing at that point.
1: Huh, okay, then. Well, I mean, if you were in Korea and stuff, I mean, there's got to be, you know, you, you, you probably experienced, um, you know, outside the tournament, um, you know, anything that's there. Um, you know, were there any, like, different things, like markets or anything like that that you went to?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I ended up because i got knocked uh, knocked out of the tournament unfortunately uh early enough right i didn't really worry about it i got to play some casuals right and and that was fun um but i think it was on like the it was the day after the finals i ended up hanging out with one of my uh, korean friends his name is uh, Jisu, mm-hmm. um who's also known as harmony from like a long time ago he used to play techno He he was in one of the techno crash events um and uh we, which is like a really old like televised korean tournament it was super cool uh back in the day and uh we ended up hanging around and he took me to uh to like the fish markets in busan oh, yeah. and we ended up having like sashimi because apparently busan's known for two things right two things and two things alone soju and fish right like, those are the two things and i had to have i've had a lot of soju while I was over there because it was super cheap. Um, but I also had really good fish when I went to the fish markets with, uh, Jisoo because it was, it was just like, uh, he took me to this little Korean place that served fresh fish, um, with like weird breeds of fish or whatever. Um, and like fish head soup and, and just like all these really weird Korean dishes. And I was like, Ooh, this is really nice. And then he just took me around and walked me around, mm-hmm. um, for half of the day, which was really cool. So, um, I got to see some markets, I got to travel to uh, Yongdu Yongdu San Park, which is like uh, I think it's I think he told me it was Dragonhead Park. Okay, and the, only, the reason that it's called Dragonhead Park is not because like it looks like a dragon head from when you walk into the park, but when you go out to the top of like Busan Tower, which is like a sightseeing thing, um, when you look down at the park, it looks like a dragon's head. So... Uh, that's, that's the reason why it's called that. Uh, and that, that was pretty cool. Like he got, he, he showed me a bunch of stuff, uh, and, and sort of showed me around the local area of, uh, Nampo, which is, which is like the, the shopping slash food district of, of Busan, which was, which was really nice. Like, uh, something that I haven't actually experienced before, um, uh, in, in Korea. Well, being my first time, obviously.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> when you were actually there, I mean, did you get any culture shock at all when you were outside the tournament?
0: Ooh, outside of the tournament? Uh, um, Really, like, to be honest, I only had, like, a couple of hours of downtime each day. So there wasn't really too much to experience outside of the tournament because we didn't get that much time. Um, I only got uh, a couple of hours. We went to, like, dinner and stuff when we would walk around, get some lunch, or we would walk around and get some dinner. Um, And even then, whenever we went somewhere, we had someone that could speak Korean. Like, Thomas was really nice and hung out with us and, and helped us. Um, do all the so translations so it. that's the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah man like it, it felt it felt surreal to be in a place where, like in in the small restaurants and the small like places that you would eat and, and stuff that people couldn't speak korean but then thomas or we actually hung out with like some some of the korean players as well who were speaking korean for us as well and um they ended up just like hosting us like it was super nice of them to like come out and be like yeah we'll order for you we'll we'll do whatever we'll just we'll buy what we want and then you can share it because you know it's really nice and i was like man if we're in australia right and or, or if we're in a western country you just be like just order what you want because everything's in english and you can read it and you can pick out your the dishes that you want go ahead mm-hmm. go ahead and do whatever you want we'll we'll like eat afterwards or we'll eat together. But um, Korea is like super nice in terms of like being able to share the food and, and just sort of like it's everything was like very communal. You would have like a bit of their hot soup or you would have like the hot pot that was in front of you, Korean barbecue, anything like that, that was in front of you. Um, and you would just have it all. And it was all – that that was probably the biggest shock that people would share food because I hate sharing food because uh, I love eating. Um uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, these guys, these guys would just share their food and be like, "Yeah, just just try some of this, try some of our soup, yeah, and try yeah. all these dishes." So that was that was really cool.
1: Oh, that's nice then. No, that, that's always good. You know, just always going to a new country and always experiencing their culture and things like that. Uh, just experiencing the different things and sort of um, appreciating the scenery, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, I think I think because we only had like two main destinations, right? We had the the hotel and the international passenger terminal, uh, in Busan, which were the two places that we went to the most frequent. We didn't really get to see that much of the scenery, but, uh, when my friend, yeah, so when Jisoo actually, uh, Harmony took me out, um, to actually see a lot of the places, um, it was the first time that it wasn't night, uh, that we weren't searching for food because we were hungry, um, and where we could actually relax and just chill because we had just eaten. So we were sort of trying to digest our food as we were walking around and exploring.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was the first time that I actually had a look around. And I was like, man, I'm in a different country. Hey, like it oh, didn't it finally like, sunk in. Yeah, at that point, that was like the second last day of the tournament, right? Oh, geez, like,
1: come on, man. Yeah,
0: I know. Right. It didn't even that's because, as I said, everything was in English up until that point. Uh, and then i was like wow this this place is really nice like everything was really beautiful because of like because it was sunny as well it was chilling at about maybe like 20 20 degrees or so it was mm-hmm. cool but it wasn't cold and you could just like chill you could walk around uh do everything and because i ended up going up to yongdusan park and actually seeing all of the scenery it was like man Space is cool. Like I mean, I'm I'm in a completely different world in comparison to where I where I have been previously.
1: So you've this is your first time in
0: Korea, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is the first time I've been yeah, I'm in Korea.
1: Oh, okay, so have you been to any other Asian countries or anything like that, like Japan, China, Hong Kong?
0: Yeah, I've been to a few. I've been to a few. So, um, I think uh, my first Asian country, obviously, the Philippines. Like I've been there a couple of times, right? As uh, yeah. with with my family. Mm-hmm. Um next step up was malaysia i've been to malaysia as well um didn't really play tekken in malaysia malaysia was more of like a I, I feel like traveling for a little bit so but that, you was, played that was fun.
1: Tekken in philippines
0: yeah i played tekken in the philippines yeah i played tekken uh tekken 6 6.0 no 6 br uh, oh, okay. Line Rebellion, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this was a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. When I was just getting into Tekken, um, and I played, I played Tekken there. So that that was pretty cool. I realized like I I was well below the people that I was playing, uh, but it was still a super super cool experience. Um, I went to Hong Kong as well, yeah, um, and that was that was interesting. But it wasn't that bad because it still just seemed like a uh, it seemed like I was in I guess Sydney where you would speak English, um, but they would also speak other languages as well if you couldn't speak English sort of thing. So it was a very Westernized country. Um, and then my, my favorite place, uh, that I like visiting is, uh, Japan. I've been to Japan a few times. uh, I was playing a few different tournaments. Um, Uh, i've been i've been around the main areas right so tokyo is is obviously the place that you arrive and you sort of just chill in the most for the most part um i traveled to kyoto as well Mm -hmm. um to uh, i guess explore the countryside and explore the scenery of japan um, because i know that that's like the the old capital and i went to osaka as well um for the food and also the universal studios um down there as well so i like theme parks and and but uh, that, that was one of my favorite favorite trips, actually, going down to Osaka. So I'm doing that again in January.
1: Oh, that's good. Are you going for the Are you going for EVO Japan as well?
0: Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, so I'm arriving. Yeah, I'm going to be playing in EVO Japan, uh, which will be really good. Because um, from what I understand, all of the top-level Korean players are going as well. So that's going to be really good. As well as, obviously, the top-level Japanese players. Because, obviously, in Japan, it's a free tournament. As long as you're in the area, you can go ahead and sign up via smash.gg. Um, and just play in this thing. It doesn't matter if you're good. doesn't matter if you're bad. You just, you go there, you play the game, you meet new people and you have a lot of fun. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going there. It's, it's a two day tournament, right? So you have day one and then you have finals on day two and I'm, I'm going to be there for both. So it's going to be good.
1: Oh, that's cool. So, um, you know, are there anything else that you're going to be doing in Japan? I mean, love those claw machines.
0: <laughs> Man, you, you, yeah, like you, you know it, right? So arcades are going to be super good. Um, I'm traveling with two friends, right. That have never been to Japan, Mm -hmm. um, before. So I'm going to be acting as like a tour guide, despite not being able to speak very much Japanese at all. I'm still going to be acting as a tour guide because I've been there, um, frequently. Like, so, so I get to, I get to travel and and sort of show them around Akihabara, the electric city, as everyone calls it, which is, which is a fantastic time. Um, I'm going to buy some arcade parts while I'm down there, like, like joystick parts as well. Um, And then I'll then we'll actually be going to uh, Osaka as well uh, at the time. So essentially, it's oh man, yeah, yeah. no, no. no. Like actually, I thought about it. Right, Um, you can get a three-day JR pass, which could be worth it, right? Because Mm -hmm. you get one day, you go down to Osaka, and then you come back on the third day after you've gone to Universal Studios and explored um, that. But uh, I'm going down to Osaka for like five days. So I need like the, the fi- I, I think there's a five day pass or there might be a seven day pass, but the mm-hmm. seven day pass is a bit expensive. So I was thinking about it. It's like, is it worth me getting a seven day pass or should I just get two tickets, one single ticket to Osaka and then a single ticket back? Yeah. Um, because I mean, that could end up being cheaper. So I have to double check the prices on that. But, um, but yeah, e- either way it's, it's uh, easy to do it.
1: Hmm. True. True. Okay. Well, um, no, it's definitely good just to talk about, uh, you know, your experiences, especially, you know, in um, Japan and things like that. So I guess that Japan is a lot different to Korea and everything like that, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, yeah, Japan Japan is very much different from Korea in in the fact that they speak Japanese and Korea speaks Korean.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I was stating <laughs> the obvious there, <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> Um, but nah, it's, it's actually not that different in terms of, like, uh, culture. Like, everyone's really friendly, everyone's really respectful, quite nice. Obviously, the layout's a little bit different, they drive on opposite sides of the road. That's about it. Like, there's, there's not really that much difference other than the fact that, obviously, one's Japanese, one's Korean. Like, those, those are the main differences. Um, okay. food, like, the food is good, um, the people are nice. And it's it's just a a culture of respect and that's that's something that I love uh, when I go over there.
1: Oh, no, that's good So yeah, it's always good just to prepare for your next trip Especially in January there where uh, the weather over there is a little bit cold. So um, yeah, definitely good Um, So what we're gonna do now is we're just all gonna go on break, Um, you know, we'll be back very shortly I just wanted to sort of make a few um, you know, just do a few plugs there so uh, if you guys aren't doing anything on uh, Saturday, uh, then definitely come to Christmas Damager there. Um, it is going to be a really, really good event. So it's basically going to be a three-on-three three, um, in both uh, Tekken and Street Fighter there. So if you guys are wanting to play, um, you know, go find another two people to play along with there. You know, I'm pretty sure that they welcome you with uh, arms wide open and everything. Uh, it is a Christmas event, so it is sort of like a BYO. So... If you guys are wanting to drink, please drink sensibly. Don't get too wasted and everything uh, Because you know, obviously, you know, you're gonna ruin it for everyone else if you do so um, Yeah, that that's um, basically Christmas damager there Um, It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So if you're not doing anything on Saturday, then uh, I recommend that you come by so um, We're gonna go on our first break guys. Don't go away. We'll be very uh, we'll be back very very shortly and this is Carne.
2: Hey, this is the D Sam. This is Pinolicious. Hey, this is Neil.
0: Hey, this is Rainbow. Yo, it's your boy Cubby, and you're listening to this. and you're listening to-
2: and you're listening to your listening yeah, to the good, Man.
0: podcast. Then you're listening. How to long the are we going Shaker for? Shaker podcast. Yeah, it's not bad. This is a new guy, and he's not that's very good. good in terms of basic. And, but oh, yeah. what can I say? Those are good he's questions that you got these there. Pretty, pretty chill questions. And you got some good us, questions right? there. Yeah. So I was I was quite pissed, but at the same time I couldn't say I'm pissed <laughs> because uh, they were not very bad. Always, <laughs> always. Like, that's, that's like the chill part of that. Yeah. Oh, no. the, the, the can
1: stream. you tell me, in your honest opinion, mm-hmm. in our community, who do you think are the the, the heels? Or I should say bad guys.
0: We're gonna make some enemies with this one. No. It's all for funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe civil? Blastiers interview, you know, yeah, i tell him I'm standing there like So, uh
2: when was
1: a time when you had to use uh your creativity to get yourself out of a mess
0: with a customer and in my head i'm just like oh man i really need a shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> g'day guys yigs here you're listening to salt shakers
2: stay salty and stay yigs
0: What's up? This is Mia. Yo, this is Tenkaz. This is Drex. Hi, this is Milky. Kira. This is Corn Willis, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Salt Shaker Podcast. And you're listening to Chrono on the Salt Shaker Podcast.
1: And we're back, guys. Sorry about that. I don't. I think that you couldn't hear me, but you could actually hear you, Gabe. So I apologize for that. Now, um, yeah, <laughs> nice. that was really, really awkward. So no, this is the thing. It's it's new. It's you know I've never done a phone interview. It's different. Don't like it that much. <laughs> 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 but you know, oh, there's nothing man. much we can do. I don't have the money to fly you over. Okay, so damn. I was
0: I was gonna say like if you if you flew me over, man, I'd i'd accept it man i'd accept it
1: well we need to get a very very uh generous um donator to be able to do that so <laughs> yeah so oh, man yeah so anyway um let's get back on topic there so um you said you started in tekken 6 yeah
0: uh yeah competitively i started in Tekken Six. um i mean i was button mashing in tekken 5 uh, i learned the system in tekken 5 where like i think i i actually went out bought a playstation 2 bought tekken 5 and picked up Jin, because I thought Jin was the coolest with his, like, sick hair. Like, his slick back hair. He was, like, super cool. He shot electrics out of his hands. And I was just like, man, I want to be this edgy guy, because he has, like, a hoodie on. And he stuff, is pretty so. edgy, isn't he? <laughs> man, he's he's not as edgy anymore. He tucks his hoodie into his jeans, and it's sort of weird. But uh, <laughs> I still, yeah, yeah, think, he's, he's pretty I still good. think he looks cool in, in this new get-up. Well, I, th- I think he looks alright. I wouldn't say he looks cool anymore because, like, it's weird to tuck your je- your hoodie into your jeans. Like previously, <laughs> he wore he looked like he wore like a Parker, right? He wore a Parker with a hoodie on. And he was he was like this edgy guy, and his hood was like low and stuff. And he would like look out the side of his hoodie. I think like, he looked yeah. the best
1: in Tekken Five. That that's probably what I think. Like you know that that, that tracksuit that he was in. Um, yeah, yeah, that that one I was pretty cool as well.
0: Yeah, Tekken 4 tracksuit was weird. I, I did like Tekken 5 tracksuit. Tekken 5 tracksuit was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So what, you, you actually mained Jin back, um, back in Tekken 6, was that?
0: Oh, uh, well, yeah. So I mained a few different characters in Tekken 6. So um, I started off with Steve, right? Because I was like, man, Steve is cool. He doesn't have any kicks. So he's gonna be like a really easy character because I didn't know anything about this game, right? Yep. Turns out Steve is one of the most complicated characters in the game. So I was like... I should probably drop Steve, because I'm not going to get any good with Steve.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I
0: moved on to... Uh, who did I play? I think um, around that time... Yeah, I did start playing Jin, Um, because there was this cool guy named Hazza who played Jin in Brisbane. And I was like, man, Hazza's cool. I'm going to play Jin." So I played Jin, um and that was pretty fun. But I think uh, I really settled in with Lars in Tekken 6, because he was like an anime. Like... He had spiky hair. He did all these flips in the air and stuff. Like he he had electrics out of, out of his hands. It
1: looks like he just got out of bed.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah, that's how <laughs> every time I get out of bed, but uh, in a suit of armor and stuff. But he had this cool cape and stuff. Like he was my favorite man at the time. He was like, "Oh yeah, he's 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 a cool looking guy." He was top so tier I, I played- as well. Yeah, see, I didn't know, I didn't know Jack about tier lists, right? I was just yeah. like, and he's an anime character. I'm gonna play this guy, because um, everyone else looks really average. And then this guy is like, I've got a cape. Nobody else had a cape in that game. So it was just, it was just Lars. So I was like, man, I'm gonna play Lars because he can fly and he has a cape. Like, I forward with three lightning screw or whatever it's called. He just like flips upside down and like kicks people in the air. It was sick.
1: Not to mention there was an OP move as well
0: back in the day right before anyone realized that it was punishable and you like just wait for his block and then launch it
1: yeah yeah no but the thing is that sometimes um you know if you try to um with last because i played a bit of Lars back in Tekken six days um when when he up forward threes like you sometimes you can't even jab him because you know he's he's actually crouching when he lands it's bullshit yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, you had to you had to either jab when he was coming down, right? That was the easy easy float because he was coming down, and you realize he didn't up forward three, so you jab him as he comes down. Or you just like hop kick him out of out of the out of the crouch because you can't block mids when you're crouched, so you do that. Like once people learned how to do that, I ended up losing a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, well what happened for me is that um when when someone was playing Lars um and he up forward three so I was playing Raven at the time. And I tried to do a forward-forward three. Like, you know, the knee. And that just yeah, yeah, completely... Yeah. I'm, I was so pissed off. And Yeah, yeah, like, man. Hitboxes so... in Tekken
0: 6 weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Tekken 6 was a weird game, though.
0: But I enjoyed it. It was it was probably one of my favorites. Like, Tekken 6 and then Tekken 7 would be my favorite. Tekken Tag was too hard. There were too many characters. You had to learn two characters as well. Like, you could play solo, but... It wasn't the same. That's not fun. Yeah, I know. Like, the game itself was inherently fun. I got to play, like, multiple characters and and do whatever, but, like, it wasn't... Like, I wasn't good at it because I had to think about too many things. Like, I'd be low on life and rage, so I'd be like, oh, Tag Crash every time because I wasn't good at the game. (laughs) So, like... did you
1: start becoming really good at Tekken in general?
0: Ooh, okay. So, whenever there was a single-player game... I got better at it Um, so Tekken 6 BR um, I came second in some local tournaments I played pretty okay I wouldn't say I was good I was getting lucky because I was playing Lars and it's like top-tier characters right at the time so it made it it made it easier for me to win when I was playing those characters Um, but I thought I thought I was okay Uh, Tekken tag came along I was pretty bad at that but then Tekken 7 came along again right and that was and I think like I was getting okay at the end of Tekken Tag towards mm-hmm. like the last few months before it died out. And then Tekken 7 came along and I was like, man, Tekken 7 is such a good game, like 7.0. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Uh, the damage wasn't ridiculous at the time. Had some pretty cool rage arts and I think around the start of Tekken 7 is when I started like actually understanding how to play Tekken a bit more. So, uh, it was it, it got it got me into it and actually got me better than what I was previously like all of the experience that I had getting beat down in Tekken Tag and getting beat down in Tekken 6 sort of like led me to that moment where I realized that Tekken 7 is going to be my game
1: so you basically uh sort of train to thicken your skin um and get yourself ready for Tekken 7
0: oh yeah man when look when you have to verse people like Scorpion man like if you verse Scorpion all day uh, I don't know if you've played him online but man it is frustrating playing him. He's just... is just His playstyle is one of the most frustrating that you can come up against, whether online or offline. It's exactly the same. So, playing... Like, getting my skin thick against that and then coming into Tekken 7 and realizing that I don't have to deal with that as much anymore, and my actions getting slightly better, obviously, when I'm breaking grabs and stuff like that. Sidestepping movement was pretty, pretty trash in 7.0. Um... Yeah, I, it it helped me. It helped me lead to that moment, and and I felt pretty good about it at that point. So mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty good.
1: True. How about playing yigs like, um, because Ooh. basically when I um, I, I spoke with him today, um, just after I confirmed that um you were coming onto the podcast, and I said, look, mate, you know, um, can you give me some information about Gabe? Um, what are some of the things? So basically, that's where I got the eats a lot of junk food, lifts a lot, and things like that. <laughs> so um, with that one, there, um, he basically said that you know I don't know if it was him just trolling or something, but he says that you know oh I, I he always loses to me.
0: <laughs> Man, look in more recent months, yeah, I've, I've probably lost to a lot more frequently than I should be. Um, but I, previously, like I, I started climbing to the top. Early in Tekken Seven, and I ended up like being able to beat a lot of people in Brisbane, if not everyone in Brisbane at the time. Um, but then, and then for a long period of time, right, every tournament it was always me on top or whatever. Um, and and it was getting stale. And then there was this one tournament where I was really keen to win because you would get this cool little glass trophy. Um, glass trophy. I, I don't know if there was a money prize or whatever, but I was like, man, I want to win this glass trophy. That's gonna be. It's gonna look sick on my shelf. So I I'd, I'd hyped myself up. To the point where I was like, I'm going to win this. And then I come up against Yigs and winners finals. And I'm like, oh yeah, this should be easy. He plays Ling, I play Claudio, right? Yeah, So yeah. Claudio's, Claudio's got a huge advantage by just well, hop-kicking pretty much,
1: everything. yeah, everything that... Yeah, because, you know, I'm a Ling main. It's uh, yeah, just, yeah. just the whole... Um, just just playing Claudio just frustrates the living daylights out of me. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, I can't do anything. You know, I'll be in rain dance starts. Oh, I get a hop-kick. Okay, I'll be in AOP. Hop-kick oh, um, I'll just sidestep a hopkick. Yeah, everything is hopkick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then and then uh, I came up against Yiggs, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll play exactly how I normally play. You no, know he does. He freaking beats me like 3-0. And I'm like, <laughs> man, what what just happened? Like, how did how did I lose that? I think it was 3-1, actually. And I was like, man, how did I lose to Ling? I, I should be in grand finals right now. So I was like... All right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna chill by the side. I've still gotta wait because winners finals, right? So you yeah. just wait until the the end of the the bracket, and then you get to get to the top part of the bracket. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'll uh, I'll beat whoever I have to beat, and then I'll go back into it, and then I'll win this glass trophy. Yeah. So I come up against Raven Boy, and I'm like, oh man, I've eaten Raven Boy before. I can do this. Me, like, obviously thinking I'm I'm this top tier top tier guy that that can beat anyone in Brisbane. And I'm like, yeah. This should be easy, and then Ravenbull gives me a run for for my money. I'm like, oh man, I'm seriously starting to doubt all of my own skills at this point. So I was yeah. like, I should play really K care- like carefully. I should be really safe about everything that I use. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm just gonna go nuts. So I ended up like, I think I lost again, three two. It was pretty close, um, but uh, Ravenbull ended up taking it. And I was like, at the end of it, I was like. Nah, I'm so done. Like, I just, I put everything down. And I was like, I'm just going to stop and just leave. So, but I ended up staying and watching you didn't the grand finals. That was pretty no I, di- I didn't get like i didn't get outwardly salty it was all inward salt it was oh, all it okay. was just like okay. i was just angry on the inside because i was like i can't believe i lost something where like i wanted to win this this glass trophy but then i know watching like uh the grand finals and it turns out like Yeeks was playing a lot better than what he has previously and then i was like man i think Yeeks has like studied my claudio gameplay to prevent him from being he did able mention
1: to- that he did say that he did spend a lot of time uh learning claudio mm-hmm. and um you know how to sort of counter him and everything like that um yeah it's it it takes a lot of time but i guess that you know once you have the character down then you know you can sort of run circles around it
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly i think claudio is one of those characters the longer the more that you play against him um the the worse it gets for the claudio player because you can only have so many tricks right up until the point is you've used all 46 of your moves and you really have to just you sort of have to outplay the opponent if your opponent outplays those 46 of your moves and your setups then you can't win like it makes it really really hard um so that that was that was the point where i was like i'm glad that i lost but at the same time i really wanted that trophy
1: so (laughs) who ended up getting the trophy
0: Yigs. Uh, Yiggs ended up winning the trophy, so your senpai, your mentor, oh, ended okay. up getting the, the trophy. So I
1: actually haven't seen um, a Yigs match in a very long time. I think that the, really? the Yeah, yeah, I actually haven't, um, you know, I haven't actually tuned in or anything like that. I've been quite absent with, um, you know, watching uh, a lot of tournaments and things like that, um, you know, and I don't really watch it live unless, you know, there's a massive group. So Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. So for me as you know, it's just about I was I'm just worried more about the podcast more than anything else, really. (laughs) Yeah, just just on how it's gonna turn out and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely understand that. Like, you're doing your own thing with your podcast, which is great. Love it. Um, it's really good to to have a have a good old yarn with you and, and sort of chill around. But um, and obviously the the tournaments that we get to watch, like, there's a lot of people streaming nowadays, right? You've got Zazab, you got Yiggs, and myself, Abby, uh, Juicy Penguin, and, mm-hmm. and like uh, Raven Boy as well. Like, everyone sort of streams, and it's really good to see like Oceania Tekken sort of coming together and actually trying to like support each other and get bigger and bigger. As time goes on so it's a really really good um sort of like uh community that we have and and i think um, all of oceana should like band together and we should like host each other we should we should try and let it grow and then show the world what we're made of
1: yeah well that's the reason why i came up with the podcast because it is a lot different compared to um you know just streaming and things like that you know it's actually you know sort of boosting the other um sort of player and things like that so sort of getting the community to sort of know who this person is, you know, maybe, maybe he plays like a dick in, um, you know, on Tekken, <laughs> but really he's a nice guy, you know, it's just things like that, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think, I think what, what's really good is, like, what you should do is try and get more people doing the, the telephone conversations, like, it's actually not that bad, no, it's um, not, as long as the no, other person yeah. sort of, like, uh, knows what to talk about, or, or is able to talk, like, it's gonna be really awkward if you get somebody that doesn't, like, talk, about anything is sort of just silent says yes or no as their answers right mm-hmm. it's gonna be super awkward if you do that but if you get somebody that's like super chill able to hold their own in a conversation or is able to like bring stuff up uh, that's gonna make the podcast like super great and i think uh, more people will tune in I'm, I'm hoping that everyone that's currently tuning in um is uh, enjoying themselves as well
1: yeah yeah true oh well that like you got the, some people in the chat they're saying if i if I interview Deoxy, then my perception <laughs> will not change.
0: Oh man, I, I, I don't know. It, it, oh man, yeah, that that can go either way, right? You can either get you can either get like really, really uh, dad jokey Deoxy, right, which is what you'd probably hear in like commentary and stuff like that, <laughs> or you get you get a guy that just sort of like makes fun of everything and and just doesn't really, I guess it doesn't feel like anything that he says makes sense, but. At the same time that at the same times it does. Like it's it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, it'd be really good if if you did get him. Like he he'd be he'd be a good person to interview. He's been he's been around for a long time. I think he started in like Tekken two or something like two. Yeah, Tekken well, it looks like, like
1: he like. has been around for a long time. You know, he is an old school player, just like Yeggs. just like absolutely uh, yeah, just like Zazov, I guess in a way. But um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, let, let's just part. You know, Dojin and- actually started when he was. Oh, yeah. uh it was four?
1: Oh yeah, okay. man, that blew my mind. Well, he's, 19. Was like, he's nineteen now, so it's a good fifteen years. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He started when he was four. He started competing when he was twelve. I was like, man, sort of what have like I been AK. doing with my yeah. life? Yeah, AK also started when he was like thirteen or so. I think they're around the same age.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Think,
0: yeah, it was weird. The first thing that I actually heard come out of his mouth was, "College sucks." Oh, no. That's the first thing that he
1: said. You should be like, um, stay in school, kid. it will do you some. He'll do you some good.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We we all gotta stay in. Staying in school is for cool kids.
1: Yep, for sure. Anyway, um, let's get on. Let, let's okay. Let's park Tekken. Let's park it for a little bit there. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah, okay. basically, I know that these all these guys that are like commenting uh, on the chat there is, uh, you know, are from Australia. So. Um, yeah, so basically I just wanted to get this out there. So what do you think about the New Zealand accent?
0: Oh man, like I, I've I've grown to love it, man. It's it's really enjoyable. It's good to hear it. I think um, I realized that I really enjoyed hearing the accent when uh, I don't know if you've you've seen it, but I watched the latest Thor movie, right? Okay. And I was like, this is this is like a huge Hollywood production. That's pretty cool. But it's run by a New Zealand director. So yeah, yeah. So let's you can get all references. Me. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and then and then like uh, what was his name? Like one of one of the uh, one of the characters in in the Thor movie mm-hmm. has like this huge New Zealand accent, and I was like, "Jeez, man, I recognize that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was, It just like sort of hit me, and I was like, "Man, I'm I'm so used to this accent; it's just really weird watching it in a movie." It's and I was like, "This is a like, good
1: accent." It's sort of like Reece Darby. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, yeah, it's sort of just like it. Yeah, it's it's just weird. That I, I loved it though. It was really good. It, it sort of added to everything, and it just made made the entire thing so much better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like the New Zealand accent. Like I've I've grown to like know it. I knew a lot of Kiwis back in the day, and like I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really come across to me as, as strange anymore. Like when I first heard it, yeah, I was just like, oh, you you have like this weird accent. But I think because it's so close to Australian accents now, like it doesn't really like phase me as much. Yeah. If I hear somebody from New Zealand, I'm just like, Oh, you're from New Zealand. And I, yeah. can, I can sort of like pick it. And then just be like, yeah, you're cool. You're, you're a pretty chill dude. Right. But um, like if I hear an American accent in person, like that weirds me out. Cause I'm like, you're not on TV. I don't, why are you in front of me? Like that, that's, it just weirds me out.
1: It's pretty weird. But uh, also the thing is that do you, you know, so at first you kind of found that the New Zealand twang was pretty, was, was actually a bit weird. Is it?
0: yeah yeah well look to start off, obviously because i grew up in, in australia I grew up in brisbane uh, i i had the filipino accent down pat um like in my in my memory banks because obviously my my parents are filipino and yeah. my family is all filipino so that that was normal to me like filipino accents and and australian accents because yeah. i went to like this little australian school um here in brisbane mm-hmm. but then uh like came up against a new zealand person and i was like where are you from i don't i don't understand what this accent is and then um they explained everything i was like oh i get it that's a really weird accent <laughs> like it was just it, yeah like because i hadn't had that much experience with it right cuz we don't get that many uh, australians at least back when like when i was younger we didn't get that many uh, Kiwis sort of advertising anything but mm-hmm. as time went on obviously you have like footballers and you have like sports people that are more and more kiwi right? but they play yeah exactly and they yep. they like you have yeah. ads and stuff um that incorporate the the new zealanders in it because everyone loves new zealand right that like it got it got more and more normal for me mm-hmm. and it stopped it stopped being strange Was but it? i think i think like yeah. If, yeah if if i like lived anywhere else it would still be strange Because you wouldn't hear it as frequently, Mm -hmm. Um, but because I live in Australia, it's not as weird.
1: Mm. What about in terms of like? um, Because I know that a lot of uh, I know that Aussies they love to make fun of Kiwis. That that's just it's a given thing. But um, (laughs) like that's why you've got like you know things like the beach whale. (laughs) Yeah, you know that thing. You know how it's like beach desmo, like that that
0: stuff, right? Yeah, that stuff stuff has to stop.
1: It has to stop. Like, it's just like, you know, yeah, like... We, you you come to New Zealand, you don't hear people go, Oh, I'm beach stairs. You know, I'm beached, bro. <laughs> oh, you're new. doing, you're you doing
0: perfectly, man. That's, exactly. that's a really good you, you impersonation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or what about that? It's just like, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, uh, Monique's going to think I'm dumb. You know, like that
0: kind of thing. You know? We're like, oh, you want a chip bro? Oh, no. Yeah, you no. want a chip bro? No, so I need bro. them. I need to play with them.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, so, yeah like,
0: like that's, that stuff was pretty good, man. We don't like, sound like that. It was like funny that. to us.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Are, we you, don't sure, actually... are you sure you
0: don't sound like that? Because that's what it sounds like right now. Like <laughs> like we literally did the exact accent just a moment ago. I'm pretty yeah, sure you sound like that.
1: Yeah, but but the thing is that, you know, we, we, uh, we have to put that on. We have to put that on.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you have to, you have to actually like put it make, make it really heavily, uh, heavily New Zealand, right? I guess it's the sort of the, of
1: the same yeah. as you know, um, you know, Sydney people. You know, they have that really, really heavy accent, like you know mm-hmm. that, that home and away accent.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> home and away, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, in, all, in all, honesty, actually, like Australian Australian accents doesn't sound like what it does in the movies, right? You get you get Australians in movies, you're like oh, yeah, let's put a shrimp on the barbie, mate. Like, I don't know where that came from. I have no idea how that actually came around. Um, In, what, what is it, the the episode of The Simpsons, where yeah. they go down to Australia, oh, and they're that like, Oh, one, yes. Oh, you want to play Knifey Spoonie? And then you're just like, who the oh, plays Knifey Spoonie? What is Knifey Spoonie? It's like you call that yeah, a knife. Exactly. Like, a that knife. Yeah, exactly, like, that stuff doesn't make sense to me.
1: Nah, well, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it is what it is there. Um... Yeah, it just sounds really, really. I think it's probably because they're just so used to the Crocodile Hunter.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I think that was that was like the true epitome, like Crocodile Hunter and Steve Irwin, right? Two of the biggest named the Aussies people, man. in the world, and they both have ta- they both have the biggest Bogan accents that you can have. Really, Bogan is like a country Australian. Yeah, like nobody talks like that. Literally, nobody talks like that unless they're from the country or from like uh from from uh, yeah 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 back like you you won't get anyone that talks like that Uh, everyone talks pretty normally like or at least it feels normal to us but when like even even for us if you get somebody that talks like a bogan right if you if you get somebody that talks like steve Irwin, talks like crocodile hunter um or anything like that it's just it it comes off as so strange to us and even we make fun of it like we we just try to make fun of their accent because their accent is strange to us. like that's that's how weird it is.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's sort of the same with New Zealand. I mean, we've got we've got a few accents. Uh, the one that's probably the most prominent one is obviously you know, the beach daz and all those others. but um oh, yeah, yeah yeah, you also have the ones that are like um you know from the south. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of roll their tongues a little bit more when they're speaking. Oh, really? Yeah. So the people in Invercargill, which is, you know, the, the really, really um, most south part of New Zealand. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, so basically how we say 30 dirty purple work shirts, they sort of say... <laughs> 30 dirty purple work shirts, Yeah, eh? so it's, it's 30 dirty purple work shirts. You know, it just sounds really weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's weird yeah so heard it's, about that. it's
1: different it's different in a way so we, honestly i've no
0: i don't think i've ever heard that accent that's just like yeah that's that's like a weird kiwi accent if that's the case that's strange
1: yeah well i think that um the people in uh, uh, you know down south you know they have they i think that most of the people there are like sort of like if you're caucasian over there you know you sort of have like a scottish heritage or, or irish heritage or something like that you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah.
0: what it is oh that makes sense i guess like like uh, obviously everyone comes from all walks of life right so i mean you could you could be european down in the bottom of new zealand you have that accent and stuff so, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty cool yeah
1: yeah. so moving right along there so um gabe is there any other sort of um games that you play or anything like that at all Oh man, nice I've dabbled weekend.
0: in a few. I've dab- I've dabbled in a few games, right? Like I tried to play Overwatch, and I was like, "Man, Overwatch is such a fun game." And then I realized I just got even saltier than I did than I in comparison to Tekken. Like Overwatch is like literally eating salt all of the time. It's it's so it makes me so angry. Um, oh, and then yeah. I realized I'd never be I'd never be good at it. So all I do is like I jump into quick play or I jump into rank and I play like McCree and I do like. Six shots, uh, get salty at my team, and then leave. Right, that's that's like the entire thing. Um, I also like I I've played other first person shooters before. I do like a lot of story driven games though. I like like The Last of Us mm-hmm. um, and the Batman games. I really like Batman games because mm-hmm. Batman's badass, right? Well, you did say that wow. you're a bit of
1: a weeb, so, I mean, do you play, like, you know, all the Japanese... <laughs> do you play all the JRPGs, like Persona 5, or something like that?
0: Surprisingly, I don't. Mainly because I have a really short attention span, right? It's a so, good game. Yeah, from what I've heard, Persona 5 is really good. I've watched the anime. Persona yeah. 5 was great. Um, but I think I think JRPGs just take too long for me, and I'm like, man... Like, I tried I tried to play Earthbound, which was, like, a, an old SNES game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got through, like, the first... Like, maybe two or three hours of it, and I was like, man, this game is too long. Like, you have to grind, you have to get, like, level up, and then you have to get better at it, and then you have to fight these things over and over again until until you finish the story. And I think I just lost interest, right? Same with, like, other games like Fallout and stuff. Like, I'll mm-hmm. play Fallout. I think I played Fallout up until I found out that you could glitch items uh, when you're, like, building, uh, building, uh, I guess, houses and stuff in mm-hmm. Fallout 4. Um, and then pretty much I just stopped playing the main story and only collected like all of the items so I could actually like start building these sick ass sky, sky houses and stuff. Like, I mean, uh, my attention, my attention span is so short that I can't, like Tekken is a fantastic game for me because I literally only pay attention for that five minutes and then i sort of like, I leave for a bit. Um, and it works, works well, but you question yourself
1: that, that you might have ADHD,
0: Ooh... Potentially, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't really... <laughs> I not really think about it like that. Like, uh, I, th- I think I've always just had a short attention span when it comes to any sort of, like, narrative. Um, so if something doesn't, like, have quick progression, like, it won't really interest me. That's the reason why Last of Us was really good, because, like, it had short bursts of different story modes. Um, like, you had, like, uh, different chapters, and they were short enough for me to, like, stay invested, and then, like, the next chapter would be different. Um... Different scenery, a, right? Yeah, exactly. Different yeah. scenery, different like different characters. Like you get like enough stuff to sort of like keep you interested and be like, oh, this is a really interestingly written game, mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff like that. Like that, those those type of games are really good for me. But I think back in the day, I mean, I, I've I've always played uh, fighting games. Like I think one of my first fighting games, obviously, Street Fighter Two. Mortal Kombat and, and stuff like that. But one of the ones I used to play with my friends was always like uh, Dragon Ball Z Hyper Dimension. I don't know if you've played that. It was like a, an old SNES game um, that I had to get an emulator for. But it was like this, this sick 2D. Uh, essentially, it's basically what Dragon Ball Fighter Z is now, right? But mm-hmm. not in-depth but it was still pretty in-depth of like it was it was one of the good fighting games but i've always been a fan of like short quick quick bursts of games i think the other long games that i've played was like spider-man 2 on the playstation 2 that was a sick game Um, because that was the first one you could like fly around the city and stuff oh yeah yeah. Yeah, like th- those are the those are the things that I really sort of have an interest in. I think I played Quake for a little bit and like obviously everyone's played C S and, and mm-hmm. stuff, but so you Age play of like, Empires. Yeah, so
1: you're a jack of all trades. You basically you play a lot of things. Um, you know, not just um, you know, you're not just fixated on just the one game you you sort of span. Yeah.
0: Out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I play a lot of games, but I think Tekken is my main game, obviously. Like I play Tekken like very frequently. And then when I'm getting super salty, attack, and I'll switch over to a different game. Doesn't matter what game it is, just anything. Okay. Just so I can sort of like, chill and play something something different.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So next question, um, what about uh, what about your hair? What what's up with that? Like, so I can see like it's a different (laughs) color every freaking time. So, what is up with that? Yeah, man.
0: Man, look. Once, once you go look as an Asian right as a Filipino you have black hair yes and may, maybe brown maybe maybe like really dark brown you're like yep. oh yeah that's that's pretty normal mm-hmm. I like standing out I like I like being that person that like sort of stands out so I mean, if you bleach your hair right you're gonna you're gonna put it into different colors you, you're not just gonna leave it like that washed out Asian yellow. That comes around all the time, all that Asian orange that, that it's that uh, Asian orange almost as. looks like ginger.
1: It almost looks like ginger. Yeah, exactly, right? It's happened to me, like, on numerous occasions, <laughs> and it's so bad. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah, like if w- once you go to that, you're like, oh man, I gotta do something different with it, right? Mm-hmm. So you start like you start going into like temporary dyes. And I think um when I coined the the name Muffin Top. Right, XX muffin top, spelt without any vowels because I'm edgy, right? And it's all capitals, so X X M F F N T P. Yeah, man, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I decided, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna create this persona of muffin top. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my hair every tournament or every appearance that I make. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different colour. So mm-hmm. at at first I was like I went green and then I was like, man, once the green washes out I'm gonna do a different color. So I went pink and I was like, man, pink looks pretty good. So I kept pink for a while. I was like, I wanna do something different for IESF. So um, Purple.
1: That's hence the purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went
0: I went purple and purple looks boss, right? Because it, it like matches Twitch. It it works with like your pictures and stuff. But I, I did it so like I don't know if anyone watches wrestling, but I watched, uh, uh I'm following, uh, Asuka from, uh, I love WWE. Wrestling. I actually yeah.
1: love wrestling. So many, many yarns. That's probably going to, we're not going to bore the crowd now, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> yeah, have a yarn there's... afterwards.
0: Oh yeah, man. There's, there's a, there's a girl named Asuka now who's, who's just yeah, coming yeah, from sure. Japan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she has like pink, she is like bright fluoro pink with like purple tinges and like this green patch. And I'm like, dude, I want to do something like that. I want to like go nuts with it and have like this like crazy patch and then have like a majority color. So I did that. So I had like pastel purple and like Mm -hmm. deep purple throughout my hair and sort of like sectioned it off. And I was like, man, this looks sick. And then, uh, yeah, that's like the reason that I started doing it was because I coined the term muffin tops and muffins always have like interesting, uh, tops. Right. So yeah, it, it came from that. I started like deciding that I was going to do a different color each time.
1: It's not really a muffin though. It's more like you know the the it's cream. A cupcake. It's, it's a, a cupcake cream top, on right? Cupcake. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm a fairly large dude, so like muffin sort of works better instead of cupcake. Yeah, <laughs> I should have called myself cupcake man. Cupcake that would have been man, good. Eh? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, cupcake so, top. W- what's your next color gonna be?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh man. <laughs> I haven't actually decided this purple is staying in a lot longer than I thought it would. But uh, I'll probably go I'll probably go either fire engine red. Um, or I might go I might go like a sky blue. I think sky blue might be on the on the books.
1: If you actually go if you go fire engine red, I mean it might make you go faster, so you might block things faster. Your reaction time might be Oh faster. yeah, man. You know, yeah, red's I, always I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Red's red's the color in my car. It goes fast because I speed everywhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, like I, I try I try like I can barely make, like block Snake Edge half the time, man. So it'd be it'd be way better if I could if I could react faster to things.
1: Maybe, maybe.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Man? I yeah. wish I wish I could block Snake Edge consistently, but. Man, I don't think anyone can. Dude, <laughs> in,
1: I've been playing Tekken for more than 10 years and I, I get flustered by Snake Edge. <laughs> it's Snake stupid. Edge. It's a stupid move. It's a big low and like, you know, sometimes you just cannot see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's unseeable. It's yeah. like a hell sweep, but better. Yeah,
1: for sure. Anyway, moving right <laughs> along. Um, So is there anyone, is there any Tekken players in Australia, like any local Tekken players that you actually idolize?
2: idolized
0: whoo man that's a big you look up
1: to you look up to
0: like i look up to and want to actually like play similar to them or like get better than them but i honestly like a lot of I i think what i admire the most is the patience that is available in within the sydney community like they have they have the patience of like a rock literally they just sit there and do nothing for the entire game and they'll somehow win um and that's something that being in brisbane is very different right brisbane is like one of these cities where you go in hard you try to finish the game in like 20 seconds because you know you want to you want to finish the game quickly right but like sydney sydney players just don't do that they they take their time they they wait for everything i really admire that like that's something that i've always been working on and, and i'm trying to improve my timing which is like another aspect of tekken so,
1: basically, um, as in timing, as in, um, what, is it going in at the right time, uh, sort of... Yeah, uh, sort like, of no, knowing when to attack,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. spacing, knowing when to attack. Like, I mean, if you attack in a certain pattern, like, if you always sidestep and then do a move immediately afterwards, your opponent can, can block that. Or if you um, if you are against the wall, you have this mix-up that you know will work in your hometown, but then you go to somewhere else and... They can easily beat that mix up. You need to be able to mix up your timing so they get hit by it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that's that, that's something that I struggle with, like improving. And I think Sydney Sydney is one of the cities that that can actually do that. It's, so it's it's not really just one player that I'm I'm working on uh, that that I'm that I'm idolizing or, or like wanting to be like. It's it's like I I want to gain knowledge from each of the cities to, to essentially get better overall. Mm-hmm. Melbourne is very good at timing, well Sydney is very good at patience and, and stuff like that. So like it's a really good sort of like mix of, of different skill pools that I want to sort of like swim in and, and get better at as as time goes on.
1: True. No, that's that's uh that's a good answer. Um what about in terms of rivals? Who do you
0: think is your ultimate rival? <sighs> Ooh, ultimate rival. I think I would, look, honestly, I would say back in Tekken Tag, Scorpion was my ultimate rival, right? Scorpion was one of those guys that would always play Tekken. I would always come in and I would spend loads and loads of money in the arcade Mm -hmm. to to play him and, and like, always go 50-50 with him. We'd have first to tens and he'd always be super excited that he beat me by one point or whatever uh, each time that we played. Um, But I think in, in Tekken... Seven, it's it's changed. I think honestly, like Yiggs or Raven Boy will be my ultimate rivals now in seven because they've they've surpassed everyone. They're sort of like at the top of the food chain, and and that's where where I'm sort of chilling at the moment as well. So I'm I'm chilling with them, and I'm I'm try, trying to like it's a, it's a power struggle between all three of us. Like we we all sort of improve each each time we we meet up so i think it's a really good way of, of improving but uh honestly o- overall initially it was scorpion that was it was scorpion for a long time oh okay uh, yeah yeah is it just very of long the way time. he
1: played it's just he just pisses you off <clears throat> is he his play style. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah like that that was the thing like my my biggest goal in Tekken tag was to beat scorpion like it was to beat him in a first to ten every time because it would show that i had improved or done something and and actually gotten better at this game, right? But I could never do it. I always choked in, maybe in, in, like the last couple of rounds, and I would always just like lose out in a first to ten or a first to five. It'd mm-hmm. always be really close. But then in that last game, I would just be so mentally drained from playing his ridiculous playstyle that uh, that I wouldn't be able to keep up with it anymore, and he would yeah. like edge out and win. I
2: see. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, that that was the main thing. Like he was, he was always the one that was. The most draining to play because grab mix ups like hop kick, like you, you can't duck the grabs because he would hop kick or do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you were to break the grabs or whatever, he would do another grab immediately afterwards that would be different grab, so you'd have yeah. to break that grab as well. So it was all it, it was the same sort of stuff, and it's still the same stuff. So, uh, now the Tekken 7 is a little bit easier to see, it's mm-hmm. easier to like. Um, like it's got better move. I feel like it's got better movement or at least I've improved. I think in think
1: you're on the same boat as a lot of people, um, in thinking that that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's a lot easier to beat him now. And mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. Like he still plays, plays pretty well online. Right. But it, you know, an offline meet, man, like there's, there's no, there's no problem breaking those grabs because you can see them a lot easier. Yeah. Right. The break, the break window is easier. they like, it's bigger there's there's more time for you to do stuff so it's it's not as bad mm-hmm, anymore mm-hmm. but like back in the day back in the day in Tekken Tag 2 where like the break window was super small and like you had to press specific buttons for even for generic grabs like yeah that was a huge thing and if you couldn't see that it was it was always really hard um to win so that that it was that was like, the biggest
1: it does thing. seem that Tekken 7 is a little bit more forgiving than the other than the previous Tekken like I've, yeah, I've yeah. Tekken 5 was a very very unforgiving game um And especially in the sort of the throw game of it. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shao Yu's throw game was insane. Like, you know, in her back turn and things like that. So it's either, it's either you're going to get a one throw, a two throw, or you're going to get launched.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I think, I think that's a huge thing, right? Nowadays there's, there's this like good, good balance of being able to like break grabs because there's not as much, uh, like generic, generic grabs don't, hold as much weight anymore so it's a really good thing um it's it's a lot more forgiving there's a lot more time to break these grabs as well Mm -hmm. so you can sort of recognize them and actually press the button before you do so but i think it's more inviting for newer players i think they're really focusing on on i guess marketing the game towards newer players Mm -hmm. um so it's not like just legacy skill because obviously the people with legacy skill can still break those grabs and do everything like that but then the newer players aren't like struggling to win Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're getting grabbed by their friends or something like that. Yeah, like yeah not, for not sure. <laughs> like losing out to that and then feeling frustrated and then not playing anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, no,
1: nah, no. Nah, I think
0: it's a really good bad. change. It, it makes it because all you need to remember is one, two, uh, one or two, or one plus two. Like yeah. the, it just makes it really easy now. Or command so, throws
1: different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Obviously, command throws you still have to watch for arms, and that's that's what makes that makes King such a good character to sort of like do that with but mm-hmm. i think uh it's it's one of those things that you can sort of get used to and get better at like you don't have to focus on it as much until you verse like a king or something like that
1: yeah yeah well no that, that's definitely um what else is there oh um so this is coming from zazob uh he said um, Zazob." yeah da, Mate.
0: Uh, what does he... he was the guy that beat saint at uh, oh yeah, right? crazy
1: man yeah so the question from mr saint killer there is um, <laughs> what what do you think of um cornova and you know for playing in tekken and compared to other Aussies?
0: Oh man, um uh, honestly, Cornover is like leagues above a lot of Australians. Man, I was literally like, I was playing him. I'm like, his movement is his his spacing is great, um and uh, as we were talking about before, his timing is is on point. So he he can force you to attack. Like it feels like he's attacking randomly, but it's not like everything has a method to it and it's really really interesting everything to play that against. he
1: does is has a reason right yeah, ex- yeah exactly
0: and it's it's really really good to play against because you know that if you're losing you're obviously doing the wrong things so in order to win you have to do the right things and that's the main, like that that's that's in the end goal right to mm-hmm. so do the right things every single time and he, he does the right things every single time that's the reason why he came fourth at the IESF tournament yeah
2: um
0: he he beat uh, he beat the names of, like, John Ding. He beat, he beat uh, well, unfortunately, he didn't beat Dojin or Book, but he was going toe-to-toe with them in casuals, man. Like, mm-hmm. like he was, his his gameplay is phenomenal. It's it's it really impressive. Um, I think he rivals only maybe the top players in, in um, Australia, and even then, um, I think he's still probably a little bit, like, he, he might edge out the wins on those ones if he was to do, like, first of 10s or something with them.
1: Yeah. No, well, that's actually good that uh, you know one of the old Kiwi players are actually quite high up there. You know, I didn't think that um, you know that, that you guys would actually take him as high regard as what you said. So yeah, man. Uh, no, I, for that. I, I know
0: when I, I know a good Tekken player when. I, and Zazov, uh Konova, but Zozo is also very good. Konova, yeah. Konova is is definitely definitely a very good Tekken. Player. Yeah. yeah, it's really good to see really clean Tekken um and and really really enjoyable to watch when he's messing especially when he's messing around actually like you know some people play differently when they're messing around versus like in a tournament Mm -hmm. he's good to watch in both like i mean in tournament he plays very safe he's very he's very calculated he makes he makes decisions every single time but when he's playing in casuals he's also very like he becomes more aggressive and like his execution is very high it's really fun to watch as well like it's it's just a really interesting interesting sort of like uh, I, I guess mix of mix of playstyles
1: ah right okay well what about how about comparing yourself with with um you know cornover
0: yeah <laughs> there's no not, comparison. i don't want to start uh, an
1: argument or anything but i just want Nah, no nah.
0: look, uh, look i i 100% 100% admit that cornover is leagues above me. um in tekken okay. um i'm I, I don't i don't even think i'm like very good in terms of like uh, Australian level Tekken, I think Brisbane, maybe I'll be I'll be pretty high in Brisbane, but like, against uh, other playstyles which don't um, press a lot of buttons or don't do a lot of actions, right, mm-hmm. where they're playing more patiently or Turtle a bit more, um, against those styles I struggle against because I play a character like Claudio who is inherently bad against Turtles um, because of like his moveset and, and his abilities and stuff like that. But, like, because of, because of that, right, um, it limits me when Cornover is, is thinking about everything that he's doing and he's not attacking or he's not doing anything. Uh, he plays very totally even with aggressive characters, so yeah. like, it makes it really hard for me to even come close to it unless I was to change to a different character which had the ability to open someone up actually get a bit further in but i mean again that's just something that i have to learn i have to learn how to deal with that and get better at it mm-hmm. and better and better but i mean ever since the announcement of noctis at the uh the tekken world tour man um I- i'm pretty sure i'm dropping claudio what you just uh, you just when noctis... your pants did you oh man man you have no idea we'll do when it's <laughs> got announced noctis was like best boy as as he came through i was like dude i'm gonna drop everything and play noctis
1: he looks cool
0: though One, i mean uh, dude, unlike... he has a sword he has yeah. teleportation he has everything dude that's i mean I, he's I just think, like an upgrade of claudio
1: yeah I, I think i jumped the gun there um and yiggs actually saw my comment on facebook and he he yeah, was yeah. kind of he was kind of uh shaking his head there i said i actually said <laughs> i'm gonna drop shall you and i'm gonna pick up uh, i'm gonna main all Cla- uh, like, right so i'm gonna main uh noctis and then he was like, "Oh, oh what really?
0: Nah, don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> just... Nah, look, honestly, like you only need one displayer, and yeah, that exactly. player gonna—he'll just be a secondary be for
1: me, good. I reckon.
0: That's 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 a good mindset. I think I think regardless of how he plays, right? He looks really cool, and I just want to do that in tournament and play and throw swords at people and, and stuff like that. That'd be nuts to win a tournament with like stupid things just like throwing swords they or teleporting people towards people someone for sure. that's for yeah yeah like, exactly lucky i chloe.
1: think lucky chloe pisses off a lot of people <laughs> because of stupid shit that's all it is
0: oh man i almost took a game off junding but i choked in the last game oh, uh, okay. in the last round yeah. yeah 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 because uh because i was like oh man i'm i'm going well it was 2-2 two, two. uh it was pretty close and then she she goes into back turn and then does the was what the whatever the rolling tumble kick is yeah um but I was like yeah I'm Claudio I can do a running too because that's a smart idea mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, it completely whiffed and then I lost like almost seventy percent of my life so yeah that's ridiculous
1: say uh, eh? with um yeah. any lucky Chloe combo is just high damage but yeah you know, high risk yeah, as yeah. well
0: yeah league. absolutely. Mm-mm. Absolutely. If if you know how to beat it, you know how to beat it. I went in there going, man, I know how to beat Chloe. I should be fine. And then I just went autopilot in that last game, and I lost it. And over was watching me, and he was like, "Man, you choked really hard." And I was like, "Yeah, I did." Did you say the <laughs> same thing like-
1: when he lost to Kira Kira? You, you <laughs> choked
0: really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I was like, "Man, you choked. You choked bad." But yeah. um. The way, when he lost to Kira, Kira everyone was super upset. I, I was like, of, man, I, w- I wanted him to come up out, on on top, man. I was like, you you play Eliza players over there in New Zealand. You should have this. And then oh, I,
1: I think I was really sad to him. Like um, when he came back, I, I was like, dude, let's let's get let's get a podcast together. And then and then I was like, and he's like, yeah, I guess we could. I was like, yeah, we can talk about how you lost to Kira, Kira. He's like, shut up, <laughs> I hate you. Like I don't want to talk to you now. <laughs> oh man, no, when
0: he lost, I was in the. crowd. Dude, this game is hype so bad like it was so good to watch yeah but then i was like man he's choking hard like he's yeah. losing out to stuff that he shouldn't be he was saying that he was struggling with moving and and like um a bunch of weird stuff was happening i was like oh well that's that's unfortunate it just seems like you choked yeah um, yeah i mean people have
1: hard. good games people have bad games i mean no yeah need to exactly really beat yourself up over it yeah Hmm. Yeah See, yeah what exactly else is easy, on yeah. the agenda Okay so here's another one um what's the most um successful moment in your whole tekken sort of you know career i guess if you want to say <laughs> um, career yeah and i guess yeah and what which is your most saltiest moment
0: Oh oh successful and salty man Well honestly like when it comes to success uh, i don't know how to measure it. i think is it tournament play? Is it just like overcoming this huge obstacle that you've had? I think there's there's two situations, right, mm-hmm. um, that really come to mind when you say, "When when did I know that I got good at Tekken and actually feel successful at, at, at playing this game?" Right? Well, there's three there's three moments, obviously. Like one winning a championship to go to 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 go to Korea most most recently, but the first one, right, was uh, in, in OHN fifteen. No, 14. OHN 14. So last year's OHN. Um, so yeah, Tekken which is
2: through,
0: like the, I it. No, no, it was Tekken it was 7.0. 7.0. Um, when we played uh, in, in Sydney. It was like
1: 14?
0: the. Really? Dude, it's, it's 2017, man. Last, last year. No, no. OHN 14, which is the 14th OHN. Oh,
1: right. I thought you meant 14, yeah, because we normally put it down as years. No, no. Sorry about that. Yep. Yeah, anyway, yeah, no, no, that, that makes sense. No, no, yep. no.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, so OHN 14, which was last year's OHN in, right. in 2016. Right, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, had uh, Tekken 7.0, and I came second in that, losing only to Dion, who who still beats me to a pulp every time you play, mm-hmm. um, but he, like, like, that was my first national tournament that I went to. Uh, it was my first major tournament that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably the the actually the first tournament that I actually entered properly in Tekken Seven, and and I came second, uh, and that was that was a huge success. And I was like, man, maybe I'm actually decent at this game um or maybe i had an easy run all the way up to grand finals but even even so like even in top eight you'd have diverse like really good players right so you can't really say that you had an easy run regardless it was Mm -hmm. it was still gonna be hard so that was um that was huge like that was the first time i was like man maybe i'm actually good at this game maybe i should play this game more and get better at it yeah um the next one the next moment that i realized that i was like I was actually really enjoying Tekken 7 was when, um, again, you, you know how I, I mentioned that Scorpion was my rival? Yes. Back in the day, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, we had an exhibition match that was streamed in, in Brisbane Arcades for 7.0 again. And uh, it was something that the local guys put together. It was called uh, PTC or Pride Tekken Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the headliner match, because it was like a UFC cup type of thing, right? Right, right. And the headliner match was me versus Scorpion. Um in, in a first to seven or best of best of no no first to seven first to seven right mm-hmm. and um and that was a whitewash like that was the first time I had actually gone anywhere near completely destroying Scorpion it, the score was seven to one in the end and that oh, at okay. that point I was like I was like man I've overcome the biggest obstacle in my entire Tekken lifespan mm-hmm. right which was Scorpion's stupid playstyle. And I ended up crushing it. And I was like, "Dude, this ge- this game is great. I love Tekken Seven. It's fantastic." <laughs> because because of that moment, I was I was just like, there was no better moment than being able to beat your rival mm-hmm. and, and having it be such like a one sided battle. Right. That was that was huge. So it's sort of and like was, red beating green in Pokemon. You're yeah, red. exactly, yep. man. Mm-hmm. Like you you were like you come against your rival. You're like, man, you know that you've lost every single time against him. And then you come up to him and it's completely the opposite, right? Yeah. It's no longer close. It's not even like, it's not like six to seven or something like that. It's not like final round, final game. It was literally like, there was one game where I dropped because I was like, you should probably win one to make this good for the stream. So, so he won one and then it was just a whitewash after that.
1: Yeah. Is it, is it sort of one of those videos that you'd like, you know, that you just sort of tune in and just watch
0: over and over again? <laughs> No, the, the problem with actually watching it is that I can't learn anything from it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I won so easily. That's that's my problem. Like if, if I was to watch something where I lost really close, then, then I sort of go, Well, I know what decisions I made. But if I'm like if I get completely beaten down Those are the videos that I watch because I want to get better, right? It's not that I want to feel good about myself and be like, I won something. It's that if I watch something where I lose, I have to learn what I did incorrectly in that match in order to then overcome it the next time. So I I would rather watch matches where I lose, even though it's really hard to watch because you, in hindsight, everything looks clearer, right? You go back to it and you're like, man... Why did I do those things? Why did I make those mistakes? Yeah, and yeah. you look at it, and then the next time you come up against that opponent, you'll be like, "I shouldn't lose because I know what I did wrong mm-hmm. the first time." If they're still at the same skill level, I should be able to beat them.
1: Yeah. So that was that
0: was the main thing, like being able to like come like actually see uh, all that stuff. Then I sort of like know what I did wrong and, and can improve from there. But I can't improve from from watching myself win. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Well. That moves on to the next question about the salty side of things.
0: So when was your
1: saltiest moment?
0: Yeah, man, look, I'm not going to lie. The saltiest moment. like, uh, Actually, I, I discussed this on one of my streams recently um, where I think Abby and, and CTC from, from Australia were, were saying, man, don't you ever feel really upset when you lose a game of Tekken? And I, I, I was saying, no, I don't usually because I want to try and learn and try and improve and get better in Tekken. So I don't really uh worry about when I lose. I just have to remember I mm-hmm. like how I can beat it the next time. But I think the saltiest moment that I've ever the, there are two there are two moments that come to mind that I was actually very salty at. Right. And and it, there's these are the only two times that I've actually like held on to like that saltiness and, and gotten sort of like really upset about how I played. Mm-hmm. And one uh, we, we discussed it earlier was that the the tournament where I was like, man I'm gonna win this because I'm at the top of my game I'm, uh, I'm That's doing really the glass well trophy. And yeah the glass trophy okay. I was like, man, I'm so mad that I didn't win this glass trophy because like I played I played like I normally do and I didn't adapt to the people that I was versing so I was super salty at myself more so than anything because I was like I should have won that easily there shouldn't have been a reason that I lost that, but I lost it. And, and I had gotten into my head that I was like, I'm going to take home this glass trophy. It was in my mind. It was in my hands already. And then I was like, at the start of the day, I was like, can I see the glass trophy? Can I see what it'll look like on my shelf and stuff? And then like, it, I come up against Yiggs and Ravenboy, and I lose both matches. I'm like, man, I'm out of this tournament. I don't get this glass trophy. I don't get anything. Yeah. So I was like, man, that sucks. I was super yeah. salty. That was so the that most was... recent one.
1: Right, okay. And there, you said there was another yeah. one.
0: Yeah, there was another thing where in Tekken Tag 2, this is going back a few years, when I had, uh, I think it was the last first to 10 against Scorpion that I had. Again, being my biggest rival, huge huge accomplishment if I actually like beat him, right? Because that's that's what you want to do against your rival. You want to overcome it and beat him. So in the last Tekken Tag 2 first to 10 that I had, I was playing my mains and he was playing, uh, I think he was playing his mishima team like kazuya Heihachi or whatever right, okay um, and i and and at first i was like it's just going to be another first to ten i'm just going to see where i'm at and see how i'm going and i was actually like i was losing to start off with but then i i found myself adapting and getting better and better and better it, it like during the actual set and then in the end it ended up being like nine to nine like it was super close so much closer than i ever thought in my life and i was like man i could actually win this and i was getting so excited um mm-hmm. uh, at, at this tournament like at this first ten i was like man i've i've got this in the bag like uh like i i made like a five game comeback when he was like super high and i'm like i'm i'm so close to winning it it's in my grasp i yep. have it in my hands Yep. and then and then he picks capos right yeah, okay. he picks capos and i'm like crap i don't know how to beat capos Capos are, like, my most hated enemy because, obviously, like, back in the day, I used to press a lot of buttons, right? We all know friggin' Capos, man, back 1-4, right, <laughs> is the, the most ridiculous move because you're like, oh, yeah, at any stage, this 13-frame counter-hit launcher will take, like, 80% of your character's life. Guaranteed. And then if they hit a wall, it's basically a death combo. Yeah,
1: right?
0: There's no way that you can win. So, like, I was like, man, this has just crushed my dreams. At that point, I was like, I'm so salty that you had to change to a team that you know that I can't beat because I don't know how to beat them. Yeah. Um, Now I do, which isn't so bad. But like back then, I was like, you have to pull out this stupid, cheap team of Christie and Eddie. so
1: he played dirty. So you kind of felt that he kind of Wrong, you and I way. was
0: so so salty because I was like <laughs> man you are dirty you're dirty for choosing these two characters yeah even though he's like he like obviously he's good with them in Tekken Tag because they have back on for and they have good keep out and everything like that and I didn't know how to get around that at the time um and and looking back on it now I'm like man I know everything that I did wrong in, the, in that match but at the time I was like you mofo yeah. like I was so angry. I was like, you, Oh, I hate you. Yeah. I already knew yeah. that I had lost at that point. Uh, like every, yeah. all of my confidence, all of my confidence dropped immediately. And I was like, I'm done. I'm so out of this thing. And he ended up taking it straight game. So I was yeah. like, I knew it. Yeah. Like everything goes, momentum goes, ta- like everything just drops. And you're just like, man, I know, I know that I can't win this. You're
1: yeah, just like, anymore. screw this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah pretty show, much. Show, I was let's like, let's just, let's just stock up a few beers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was like, let's just finish this. Let's just finish it quickly, and I'm out. But, like yeah. I already know that I've lost. So that was that was the the most. That, I, I would say that that was saltier than the uh, than the glass trophy. Or no, the glass no, trophy well,
1: just just so. hearing it from your voice, you know, you can sort of. There was a lot of emotion. There was a lot of salt builder. It was still <laughs> oh, in those, it was still in the creases and crevices of you know of your body there. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can sort I of mean, tell that there's a bit of tension there. But, yeah uh, which is the reason been, why it was so good when I beat yeah. him in the first of seven like yeah, well, that, that's straight, all behind you so now I guess yeah exactly exactly but yeah like there's yeah so last question this is actually gonna be my last question of the night uh, before yeah. we ride off into the sunset just like what everybody Ooh. says that I always say it's one of my <laughs> lines actually so um, w- okay so let's get to this who is your Tekken waifu <sighs>
0: Oh mate this is a this is a difficult question hey like i think i've gone through a different uh, a number of, of waifus that wow, i've it is this like I've a gay harem thing now oh yeah no 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 it's it's not a harem it's... right i think initially like i didn't really like any of the female characters initially i was like ling's really annoying Asuka's like this badass which i mean it's kind of cool and 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 all but like i, I don't know not really my thing. Lily was like this French pompous lady that I was like, uh, not that. Um, and then Alyssa came along and I was like, she's like an obedient robot. That's pretty cool. I like, I like Alyssa. She's, she's chill. So I played Alyssa in in Tekken, in Tekken six, actually. She was, she was my wife in Tekken Mm six.
2: Um,
0: and and also zafina Zafina came along like out of nowhere and I was like, Ooh, Egyptian. Like that's that's kinda cool. That's interesting. That's mysterious. Mm-hmm. She, she also does like weird like spider crawl things. So that's I was so like, creepy. Ooh, flexible. Right? Flexible. All day. Yeah. Um and I was like, ooh, this is this is interesting, right? This is this is a this is a cool character. Yeah. Um but then Tekken Seven comes along and I'm like, Man, I'm a giant weeb, right? Giant weeb. I watch anime. Oh, don't uh, tell me it's um, lucky um, Chloe. Ah, you gotta be disappointed because it is oh no um,
1: it's lucky chloe
0: it is lucky chloe was great when she got introduced actually i i was like i'm gonna play lucky chloe and then tom yiggs right your senpai was like no i'm gonna play lucky chloe and i was like no you're not and then we were like look we're first to five for it right jeez. Oh, and and you, it was you like you
1: one of those guys you know you guys are like you know that's <laughs> like kind no of we have to Okay. Yeah, so. we were like,
0: no, we, we have to do it, right? Yeah, and yeah. then it was like, first of five, the, the person that loses is banned from playing Lucky Chloe. Oh. And w- would you know right? it, right? Was, it was a whitewash because I wasn't very good at Tekken at the time. And I was like, yeah, like yeah. man, I lost. I lost in almost straight sets. I think it was 5-1 at the time. And I was like, no, I can't play Lucky Chloe. So... Um, I ended up playing Lucky Chloe behind his back. And, and she's she's actually very fun to play. She's a lot more fun than, than a lot of the other female characters. So I really actually enjoy Lucky Chloe. I also like how obnoxious she is. And I hate that everyone gets so salty when, when somebody chooses her. Because she's like, so annoying. She says one, two in this really nasally, like, annoying accent. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And move. the
1: funny thing uh, is that, you know, she's
0: American.
1: And she, has, she puts <laughs> on this, like, Japanese accent
0: i know it's great like she's she's the definition of weeb yeah like, i love it that's why i love it because i'm like man i'm a huge weeb she's a huge weeb everything is great
1: like you know what's funny though gabe is that um i don't know if, uh, since you said that you know you you're a huge weeb um obviously you watch <laughs> anime and stuff yeah, yeah um you know you know the third season of shokugeki no soma yes yeah you yes know, i you just know, started you know that yeah. um irena's voice the main girl you know, yeah? she's actually um, well. Th- her voice actress got sick, so really, they had to get, yeah, they had to get a new voice actor, and oh, that new voice actress happened to be the same voice actress that did Lucky Chloe.
0: Nice! I'm super super excited. I didn't realize that. So now, after this podcast, I'm gonna go and watch all of the episodes.
1: So it's only season three only though, and that's not yeah perfect. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna watch
0: season three for it. Oh I'm no, like, that's good yeah i'm excited
1: so lucky chloe it's because it's for... only episode six right yeah so,
0: yep. good yeah so lucky chloe yeah. is locked in for gabe lucky chloe in tekken 7 only okay. because she's a huge weep but i would i would say Alyssa is still still waifu overall
1: oh okay then well you can't really yeah. you can't choose like that come on man it's like you can <laughs> okay look you're not gonna okay choose, from you're now... not yeah go on
0: I, I can't i can't choose i can't choose um so it's it's pretty difficult for me but overall i would say lucky chloe because like uh, i mean weebs are in my heart it's great
1: you can you it. guys can enjoy the the little things together
0: yeah exactly it's like you want you want to watch anime yeah let's watch anime. like great we're, we're both weebs and we'll both weeb out it'll be fun <laughs> that's great like a robot's a robot right you can't really do much with a robot uh, uh, but if you're watching anime with so, uh, don't well, go there. Well, they have uh, no. They, they have um,
1: at least you know with Alyssa... yeah. Well, with Alyssa, there's no um, no emotion, I guess, in a way. Yeah, there's no emotion, right? Unless but you're I mean, Lars, you know, you love a robot. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's weird. But I mean, look, if, if you think about it, right? Lucky Chloe has all of the emotion because she's a weeb, right? And weeb's are always like classifying themselves in those like weird little. Like uh, Sundere and and type of type of deals, right? So they can you you can have a lot of emotion or whatever. So I I think that would be really fun.
1: Hmm. Okay. So now what we'll do is yeah, we've got (laughs) we do have like a list of um, people. I was quite surprised that you didn't actually mention you know Nina or Anna or anything.
0: I know they're old. but... Oh man. Yeah. No. Like Nina. Nina's not really. she's she? I hated her um, because Scorpion played her, and I just hated it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anna. Anna, on the other hand, was played by the other Brisbane player, Drop Pants for Food, so Jason, and he's he's very good with Anna, but Anna no longer exists, so I sort of forget about her, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and she was she was a thought, right, back in Tekken, like in early days of Tekken, she was like seductive or whatever, and it just it's just a turn off. It's not that great.
1: I don't like the hairstyle of Anna. That's the only thing. Oh, the the
0: bob, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't like it. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but anyway no um well what we'll do is um we'll wrap things up is there any special mentions that you wanted to sort of give shout outs to or anything like that before yeah. we ride off into sunset for real this time
0: absolutely absolutely so there's a few people ro and i um who did my little uh profile picture the the image of me with the pink hair um shout outs to her she's uh, available on instagram um, I think you posted it in in the groups before yeah. to obviously like link yeah. her there. Um, she was really nice and actually uh, and helped me draw my profile picture, which I'm using as my logo for everything now because mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um, it looks AOC good. gaming, yeah. yeah, AOC gaming uh, monitors as well. As AEL, the Australian Esports League, based in Sydney. Um, who actually got me the opportunity to go over to South Korea as well to play at the IESF. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously the IESF were actually giving me some sort of exposure to be able to play like all these top players like... Those those, are the main ones. Like Everyone else has been fantastic. Everything else has been a huge journey to, to get me to where I am right now. But I think I think uh, everything has sort of just started blowing up for me now because obviously I've been able to travel a little bit and make friends and, and stuff like that. So um, I've got Dojin as a Facebook friend now and I'm trying to get him to come to our next major here in Australia down in Melbourne at BAM. So um, I'm in the talks of that. Exciting stuff, eh? Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, and, and a couple... Obviously, Team Solid, the people that I represent uh, wholeheartedly, uh, as well as PVP Gaming, who uh, sponsors me to to obviously do a bunch of stuff uh, here within Brisbane, um, helps pay for my bills whenever we have tournaments and stuff because I win and I get free money. So that's okay. that's always good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be streaming for PVP Gaming uh, later on. I believe when we do when we start doing um, local tournaments again as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, they're they're helping me out. So I build a name for myself. So yeah. everyone's being really supportive, and it's really great. So uh, also yourself, Chrono, for, for having me on the, the no, show. No, it's not a problem. I mean, I mean it's time.
1: actually an honor to have you here. You know, and everything. You know, um, I need to build up my my base and everything and you know this is actually quite good i mean it's attracting a lot of um the australian crowd which is uh definitely quite good you know just attracting people from across the ditch, which is uh yeah amazing um and i definitely want to have uh, more australian players um you know tune in to um the salt shakers and and everything so no, yeah definitely um,
0: i hope they uh tune in
1: yeah so uh what we're gonna do now guys is we're going to tune out um before we do that i just also wanted to promote off-season salt so this is basically um an event that's actually sponsored by mighty ape and mighty ape is running it um it's gonna be um you know a pretty good event there so uh five dollar uh entry registration Uh, And five dollars per game. So if you want to play uh, Tekken and Street Fighter, then it's two sets of five dollars there The prize money there is five hundred dollars, which is uh, or prize pool of five hundred dollars. So that's going to be good It will be held at Mega Web, which is um, pretty much the same place as Christmas damager Um, and um, Yeah, and all the other rambats that was held in Auckland So if you're not doing anything on that day, which is the 9th of December Definitely come in definitely re- uh, sign up and definitely see what you got uh, to offer and everything and uh, Yeah, so obviously the more people the better. It's gonna be so anyway guys um, keep it real Chrono's tuning out now uh, Be sure to look out for our next podcast, which is going to be featured Zazob and Tinkos. so this is gonna be actually um, quite an exciting um, uh, podcast there And that would be happening on Friday, uh, which is going to be on the 18th of November uh, at anywhere between 8 to 8.30. So be sure to tune into that. Anyways, guys, it's been really, really good uh, having Gabe on as well. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) definitely good. And yeah, have a good night, everyone.
0: Hey, this is the D Sam. This is Pinolicious. Hey, this is Neil. Hey, this is Rainbow. Yo, it's your boy Cuppy, and you're listening to this. And you're listening. To... And you're listening to. You're listening to the Salt Shaker Podcast. Then you're listening to the Salt Shaker Podcast. This is a new guy, and he's not that good in terms of basic. And but oh, yeah. what can I say? He's spamming these uh, unseeable moves, and he was beating us, right? Yeah. So I was I was quite pissed, but at the same time, I couldn't say I'm pissed because uh, that would look very bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh so my God. That...
1: can you tell me in your honest opinion mm-hmm. in our community, who do you think are the the, the, the heels or I should say bad guys?
0: We're going to make some enemies with this. Not one. Yet, no, you won't. It's all for fun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also yeah, yeah. fun. Hey, maybe oh. Silvio? <laughs>
2: oh! Oh! <laughs> That's
0: his interview you know, yeah in him yeah. i'm standing there like so uh
2: when was
1: a time when you had to use uh your creativity to get yourself out of a mess
2: with a customer
0: and in my head i was like oh man i really need shit
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> g'day guys yeeks here you're listening to salt shakers stay salty and stay yeeks
0: Hey guys, it's Dave from Standing Fierce. Hi hey, y'all, this is Ghost Chips. Hey, this is Sky.
1: Uh, hey, this is Iron Soul. Kira, this is Waza. This is Simp. And you're listening to... The, you're listening... And you're
2: listening to... You're listening to. you're listening to the Soul Shaker Podcast. You're listening to the Soul Shaker Podcast.